welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Nicole. I'm Melanie. Do you, do you know what I'm... Melanie came in to, while I was writing my stuff, and she's like, what are you doing? No, all I could see was that it was 19... Well, could we, she said that it was our podcast as she's looking at something for 19 crimes. <laughs> we are not featured on the 19 crimes wine. Um, so... Do you know the story behind 19 Crimes? Uh, that it's a wine company? You don't, that you don't know? Snoop Dogg's on one of them? That's no. all you know about it? Yeah, that's all I know about it. Okay, so 19 Crimes, you can get an app and yeah, the like, faces will talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you about the crime it's named after. Yeah. So it's literally over the 19 crimes that would... Um, that you could get convicted of and then be transported to Australia. And get transported to Australia? Yeah. I thought Australia so, wasn't real. You would be, like, banished to Australia. Oh, my gosh. So, that's what we're talking about today. Oh, but the 19 crimes that could get you sent to Australia? Yeah, just, like, the, <laughs> the history behind, like, oh my gosh. transportation to Australia and all of that. Why did we use Australia as our own personal prison? Well, I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's so weird. Um, so from 1788 to 1868, 162,000 convicts were transported to Australia. What? <laughs> 162,000? Yep. <laughs> Why Australia? I will talk about it. <laughs> this is just so surprising. Okay. I'm ready. Talk about it. Um, talk the, about it. Hold on. The peak of the system was when 7,000 convicts were transported just in 1833. Oh. Just one year. <laughs> my God. Um, but then after this, the public support for the system declined, and then it uh, was ended in 1868. So in the... Seven- Wait. Pause. What year did slavery end? It wasn't 1868. <laughs> Do you want to ask when it began? Uh, <laughs> no, because I, because it's just crazy that they were like, oh, okay, let's stop doing this. But slavery was a big fight. They're like, mm, <laughs> we can have slaves, but we can't send people to Australia. Well, I'll talk about like why they were sent to Australia. Okay. Um, and so maybe, like, the need for what they were doing over there wasn't really needed anymore. What were they doing over I'll, there? I'll explain it. Is there a trans-Australian slave trade? No, but I, I mean, I'm sure, but <laughs> I don't talk about that. Okay, I'm ready. So in the 17th century, there were many problems during the Industrial Revolution. Um, people would work long hours for pay that barely kept themselves afloat, let alone the rest of their family. Um, during this time... After children turned six, they were sent into factories or mines to work. The children yearn for the mines. <laughs> so because everyone, like, can't make enough money to, like, stay alive, many kids were either orphaned or abandoned to live on the streets. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, kid. I can't afford you. You got to go make it on your own. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, so... This caused a major crime wave because people started becoming uh, beggars, pickpocketers, and thieves just to, like, survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
other citizens who, you know, were fine, um, began to fear the criminal class. Oh, man. (laughs) And demanded that something needed to be done to stop the crime wave. So during the early 17th century, no prison existed like how we know Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So crimes, the crimes they were convicted of would be considered, like now would be considered minor offenses, Mm -hmm. um, but they would be punishable by hanging. Uh, So the transportation solution served as an alternative to hanging, but also for execution. At least they're not getting hung. So transportation, so transportation was just banishing or deporting convicts to other young colonies, and this has been used since Queen Elizabeth the first, and she ruled from fifteen thirty three to sixteen oh three. Oh my gosh! So, um, they were also transported from not just Britain. Yeah, like, it was like Ireland, Scotland. There's one other place. Um, oh, was it Britain that was doing this? Not yes, the United States? Not the United States. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, in the 18th, America was not a thing in <laughs> the 1500s. It was a thing because there are Native Americans here. Oh my God. And they were just more civilized than us, so they weren't sending people away. I'm sorry. <laughs> my command is showing. <laughs> So, in the 18th century, American colonies were the main destination for convict (gasps) transportation. 40,000 convicts were sent to the British colonies in America, and a business began around this system. So, British businessmen got contracts for transportation from local sheriffs. I don't like how I'm sounding. Okay. Okay. So they could select convicts they wanted based on their ability to work. And then once the ships arrived to the colonies, they were sold uh, for labor um, in return for like a certain certain amount of money Mm -hmm. to serve as the term of their sentences. Mm -hmm. So they still had to serve all that time. Yes. It was just in labor. They're indentured. I don't know what that means. They're indentured servants, so they had to be a servant for a certain amount of time. Gotcha. Okay. That's how a lot of people were, a lot of people, um, well, the term indentured servants, people would volunteer to be an indentured servant in order to get a ticket um, most of the time to the United States. And then they would, supposedly they were supposed to be able to work for a certain amount of time and then be free, And but most of the time they were taken advantage of and enslaved. That's horrible. In seven- Such is the history of the white man. <laughs> That's true. In 1717, the Transportation Act was enacted. Is that the right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I literally put enacted question mark <laughs> to make transportation simpler. Oh, my God. So, and it made the process legal. Little. So, non-capital offenses resulted in seven years, whereas capital crimes resulted in 14 mm. years. It was also considered a capital offense if you returned to England before your sentence was complete. So this act caused an increase in the number of convicts being transported to America. And in 1775, more than 50,000 criminals were transported to America to early developments. Mm -hmm. However, all transportation stopped after the American Revolutionary War 
when America was independent and said, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not taking any more convicts. So then Britain's like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do with all of these prisoners? I don't want all these prisoners. So from 1776 to 1788, uh, transportation from Britain stopped. And as the prison population began to rise, they decided to house convicts on ship hulks anchored in Thames River. Oh, my God. So Thames River. (laughs) Casino. (laughs) Thames Thames River is along the coastline of southern England and links London to the sea. And I didn't know what hulks were, but they're rotting warships. Ew. (laughs) So convicts worked on London's docks and other public works. However, the hulks became disease-ridden and resulted in one-third of the prisoners dying. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, that does control the population. Yeah. (laughs) So... The government looked into other options for transportation. Um, they looked into Africa and the Caribbean, but neither were deemed suitable. So in 1768, there was a voyage to the Pacific. Um, one person on the voyage was James Matra. So in 1783, when the government was searching for a place to transport transport convicts, um, James proposed Botany Bay. Uh, as a suitable colony. So the original plan for the colony was to become an asylum for British loyalists who wanted to leave America. I don't know. (laughs) After a meeting with Home Secretary Lord Sidney, I don't know if he's a lord or if his first name is Lord. (laughs) I would assume that he is a lord just because it's Britain. That's true. They reformulated the plan to compromise the colony of mostly convicts instead. So, in 1785, the British government ordered the creation of a penal colony in New South Wales in Australia. Wow. The next year, on October 12th, 1786, Royal Navy Captain Arthur Phillip was appointed as the first governor of New South Wales. So, Governor Phillip started planning for the first fleet, is what they called it. God. (laughs) He drafted a detailed outline of his plans for the new colony. Um, And part of it is, quote, the laws of this country will, of course, be introduced in New South Wales. And there is one that I wish to take place from the moment His Majesty's forces take possession of the country, that there can be no slavery in a free land and consequently no slaves, unquote. So, so there can't be any slaves, but we can send prisoners there to work? Yes, for free. That's slavery. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but Governor Philip was considered an enlightened leader at this time, and he imagined the colony being a place for convicts to rehabilitate themselves. Okay. That sounds good on paper. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I just thought of like a Tinder bio. And then enlightened leader. Yeah. <laughs> I believe anyone can rehabilitate themselves. Sounds, yeah, that sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> I am an enlightened leader. Oh my God, we have to talk about Love is Blind. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so the first fleet sailed from Portsmouth on May 13th, 1787. The fleet consisted of 11 ships with 
two of them being Navy warships. The voyage was 252 days long and 15,000 miles. And there were 751 convicts and 252 Marines on the ships. How many of them made it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and there weren't like a whole bunch that died? Uh-uh. Oh, that's good. The youngest was a nine-year-old boy <gasps> who had stolen clothes and a pistol. Stop it. The oldest was an 82-year-old woman convicted of perjury. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so I feel like I laugh and at uncomfortable times, and I'm afraid You just people, laugh because you're uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm afraid people are going to be like, why is she laughing? Like, that's not funny. No, it's just a nervous laugh. Um, like when I laughed when my mom fell down and broke her ankle. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit she went down <laughs> oh god do you laugh at funerals yeah nicole do you mean just like in general like yeah you <clears throat> do you I, like laugh when you're at a funeral if if something's funny yeah oh well yeah if something's <laughs> funny but there are people like at funerals that get so like feel so uncomfortable that they like laugh when it's not a funny time it's probably your brain trying to get dopamine yeah for real <laughs> Okay, so on January 18th, 1787, they arrived in Botany Bay. However, within a week, Governor Philip decided the area was unsuitable for the establishment of the colony due to it having poor harbors and the surrounding lab, the surrounding lab, my work's on my yeah. <laughs> the surrounding land not being suitable for growing crops. Oh, so they sailed to Sydney Cove, which is now Circular Quay. I have n- hmm. I have no clue. I've what's, never even heard of that. What what I just know Australia has like a really big uh, spiders and kangaroos and kangaroos and koala bears. They have really nice accents. Yes. Did you know the theory behind why Americans love accents? No. I Racism. think it's like daddy's issues. Daddy issues. Oh, like our daddy issues with daddy Britain. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> So, Governor Philip enacted a system where convicts were employed according to their skills. They provided labor that built colonies, roads, bridges, public buildings, and they also planted crops and established herds of livestock. They also did this in America. Yes. So, like, a lot of our stuff. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. Was built by prisoners. <laughs> um, free settlers, which I didn't like this term, but the people who were there <laughs> that weren't prisoners... Could, peti- could petition to have convicts assigned Stop. to work on their farms. In 1792. It's not slavery, guys. I just <laughs> wrote it into law that we weren't going to have slaves. So it's not bad. It's not slavery. So in 1792, Governor Philip returned to Britain after the colony became self-sufficient. Guys, look at my slave colony. It's doing so well right now. He was supposedly really hard on them, too. Like, he didn't let them eat a lot. Yeah, you can't get fat. You can't have fat enslaved people. (laughs) So, the first free settlers. (laughs) Also, there were already natives in Australia. (laughs) Why does Britain do this? Britain did it everywhere. Uh, Trevor Noah has a skit about it where he's like, a Britain uh, man comes to... India, and he's like, this is our land now, and he's like, it is not your land. <laughs> <laughs> so they did everywhere. Um, 
it's really funny. You should look up the skit. Um, okay, so the first settlers from Britain <laughs> arrived in 1793, but the convicts stayed a majority of the population until the gold rushes of 1850s. Of the 1850s. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There was an increase in convict transportation after the Neapolonic Wars. I don't like how that was written. The the Neapolitan Wars. Napoleon? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what year was it? Um, it was from 1804 to 1815. Napoleonic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Napoleonic. Yeah. Okay. That just sounds really weird. Yeah. As the settlement grew... They had to start expanding. So they first expanded to Tasmania. um, And in 1834, it became the site of the world's first juvenile prison. So it contained convicted boys anywhere from 9 to 18. And they isolated them from adults. Oh, The place, the, the harbor where they were at was called Point P-U-E-R, Pure. Yeah. Uh, and that's Latin for boy. Um, they were considered too young or ignorant for assignment. So they were given basic education. They were taught oh. trade, um, instructed in religion, and punished for misbehavior. So a lot, like the the punishments would be either flogging or solitary confinement. Oh. So... This source that I got it from said that the training that they gave them gave them opportunities that they would have wouldn't have had in the Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. It's just trying to make themselves feel better. Excuse me, ma'am. We're trying to add to play. My phone's connected to the board. <laughs> my phone's connected to the board. If you don't know, both Melanie and I have ADHD, so we can't just, like, do the podcast. I'm coloring a picture on an app, but it's not a free one, so I had to watch an ad to get it. (laughs) This one's a mystery picture. Oh. Oh, my grandma got me one of those, like, mystery puzzles. (gasps) Fun. I'm so excited. Okay, so then the other place they expanded to was Norfolk. It was 1,000 miles east of Sydney, and this was home to the worst adult criminals. They literally worked in chains. Oh, my God. The guards flogged prisoners. Oh, my God, like slaves. (laughs) But it's okay, guys, because slavery was illegal there. Guards flogged prisoners for the slightest Oh, my God, they whipped them. (laughs) But it's okay, guys, because slavery is illegal here. (laughs) And convicts would actually kill each other so that the murderer would go to Sydney for trial just to get out of this Oh, my God. So some of the background on the convicts. So uh, three quarters of them were young, single men and women. Most were thieves, otherwise called as sneaksmen. Hmm. Less than. Sounds fancy. Like fancy. (laughs) Fancy burglar. I'm sneaksman. Uh, less than 5% were transported for violent crimes. So this is all just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gotta look really close at my picture. There were non-violent crimes. Yeah. Oh less than gosh. 5% were violent crimes. Wow. Um, from England, they were they were transported from England, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. They were mostly from London or British cities. 
And then it said that they there were also political offenders from Ireland and Scotland. Oh. So um so a conviction of robbery of a small item would result in a transportation for seven years. Oh my god. As an example. And twenty percent of the convicts were female. Um so <laughs> None were transported for prostitution. However, some of the women were forced to become prostitutes after going to Australia. Oh, lovely. Female convicts ended up as prisoners of prisoners and sold like slaves. Oh, my God. But they're not slaves. Yeah, it's okay, guys, because slavery is illegal. (laughs) Um. Okay, so after the 1800s, 10% of the convicts in Australia worked on government farms and public work projects. Um. 19% 19% of the convicts were assigned to work for settlers who received grants of land. And so, like, these convicts were just dispersed through the colony to provide free labor until their sentence was served. Also known as slavery. <laughs> how, <laughs> how they were treated depended on, depended on who they worked for. Um, so... They were not considered slaves or property. Yeah, because it was illegal. Don't forget, guys. (laughs) Because they possessed rights under the British law. So, get this. (laughs) Government and private masters couldn't physically punish convicts without getting approval of a judge at a hearing. What? However, approval was common. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like um, in the... Some of the um, witch trials, they would write in and be like, can I try this witch? And then they would go and try them and execute them while the letter coming back with the approval was in the mail. (laughs) That's horrible. So um, I talked about how they got whipped um, as a punishment. So convicts guilty of a minor offense got 25 lashes (gasps) on the back. For a minor offense? Yeah. And then more serious offenders got up to 300 (gasps) lashes oh my god like at one time like just in one sitting i feel like the person giving the lashings arms would. Get i feel fired. like they would have to take a break <laughs> oh my gosh they that's... have intermission for flogging well and how can you even like how could that person even like move around they couldn't the... they got like yeah yeah they were not able to oh really my gosh yeah or bedridden okay so there was also a reward system so they could get granted ticket of leave which allowed the convicts to work for wages and basically live free the only restriction is that the person couldn't leave australia until the sentence was served their sentence was served um they could also get emancipated by a governor if they had good behavior um so the sentences stipulated that they would work from sunrise to sunset monday through saturday can't do it on the lord's day nope um okay so while this was a punishment for the convicts colonial administration viewed it as an opportunity for redemption (laughs) nice governor philip believed honest sweat was a convict's best chance at improvement okay (laughs) um so they lived under really strict rules and um not only would they get whipped but they could wear leg irons which i don't know what that is those are uh aren't they just ankle chains 
maybe. And they could also be sentenced to solitary confinement. I know what that is. So, in the mid-1830s, only 6% of the convicts were locked up. A majority of them worked for either the government or free settlers. Free settlers. I gotta, I gotta come up with a different name. Colonizers. Yes, colonizers. So, after their sentence was served, many of them stayed in Australia. That's really interesting. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't really leave. Did they have the choice to go back? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they had, like, access to a boat. (laughs) That's what I was wondering, like, were they like, "Mm, no, I don't feel like you're getting on this boat. So, like, Um, they had to stay there. Well, there was, there was, so since there wasn't that many colonizers coming over, Mm -hmm. they, they rewarded them for staying. Okay, that makes sense. After they were freed, they could own land, and some were even appointed key positions in the colonial government. Um, The government offered them free land, tools, seed, livestock, and food for one year. Oh. And the government assigned newly arrived convicts to help the freed convicts help work the land. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is so messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Um, okay, so on 19 Crimes website, it talks about how each cork has one of the crimes mm-hmm. on it. Do you want to know the 19 crimes that yes. these people... <clears throat> one is being a sneak thief, <laughs> a sneaky man, whatever it was. A sneaksman. A sneaksman. Number one is grand larceny. Theft of a theft above the value of one shilling. <laughs> a shilling. <laughs> Grand larceny now is like above like ten thousand dollars or something. This is one shilling. One shilling. <laughs> Pet, petty larceny or sorry, number two. Petty larceny, uh theft under one shilling. Oh my god. Um, so both of so those. So no matter what you like, could, stole anything, right, you're like, going to Australia. <laughs> well, America first, then Australia. Yeah. Um, no, no, America. Um, I'd be scared. I I kind of wish my <laughs> my ancestors stayed in England for a little longer, in Germany and whatever. Yes. Uh, so I could have been in Australia. Absolutely. Number three, buying. Wait, do you think that the reason why your ancestors are in America is because they were indentured servants? And if they would have stayed longer, they would be indentured servants in Australia? (laughs) That's a good point. I didn't think about that. (laughs) You think very ill of your ancestors. I'm going to get out ancestry, and I swear to God, if I see, like. What the hell was that? I don't know. If it's I like, see you're cop- like the mad, uh, what is it on Hitch? Like the mad butcher of London is your great grandfather. <sighs> okay. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> one, all right. So above and below one shilling, we'll get you sent to. Yes. Just sent to a colony. Ter- just, just different terms. Yeah. Number three, buying or receiving stolen goods, jewels, and plates. But what if you did it? It plates? <laughs> it said plate. I don't know what that means. 
But what if you buy? Maybe it's like the really nice plate. Yes. What if you like buy a plate and you're like, damn, this is a really nice plate, and then the police come knocking at your door? That was stolen. You're going to Australia. I don't know. Hold on. I'll I'll find. I get the jewels and stuff. Jewels and all that makes sense. Just plates, not not cutlery, not glasses. Can't have those fancy china plates. Okay, I can't figure out. It said plate, so it wasn't plate. plural. <laughs> if you buy one single stolen plate. That's what I was thinking. Like, receiving it is kind of yeah. messed up. But I think I think people would steal it and then sell it to other people. And if you, like, knew that it was. Yes. I it didn't matter if you knew if it was stolen or not. Okay. Apparently not. Number four. Stealing lead, iron, or copper, or buying or receiving lead <laughs> yeah lead iron or copper or receiving it <laughs> stolen yeah my god um number five is one of my personal favorites hold on <laughs> what is it <laughs> number five impersonating an egyptian <laughs> no <laughs> Why did they hate Egyptians? <laughs> it was impersonating an Egyptian. Oh my <laughs> god! Um, wow. Number six: stealing from furnished lodgings. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> number seven: setting a fire to underwood, which is the old English term for undergrowth in a forest. Okay, no forest fires here. <laughs> Only you can prevent forest fires. Exactly. <clears throat> number eight stealing letters advancing the postage and secreting the money <laughs> so like interfering and in, interfering with the mail oh, yes okay <sighs> i cannot get over impersonating an egyptian okay uh number nine assault with intent to rob okay all of these just have to do with robbing. And then they just really hate Egyptian impersonators. <laughs> I just don't understand. Don't rob. Don't look like an Egyptian. Okay. Number 10. Stealing fish from a pond or river. <laughs> you can't go fishing? <laughs> these people could not eat. Oh, and there's- you can't even go fishing. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So if you stole a fish to eat, you were sent to Australia. Oh, my God. Okay. It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> Number 11, stealing roots, trees, or plants, or destroying them. Which, like, they, they care about the planet, plants, okay? But, like, they could, they're just trying to steal, like, plant starters. They're just trying to grow some food. They're trying to fish. They're trying to grow some food. They're having trying to have some nice dishes to eat off of them. Off of of. <laughs> sent to Australia. Um, the the British really cared about the environment. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Save the trees. Yep. Okay. Number 12, bigamy. What's bigamy? I assume it's cheating on your spouse. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Um, bigamy is uh, having more than one marriage. Okay. Isn't it? So, I don't know. While you Google it, 
this was enacted because the divorce laws in the 19th century, um, I don't know, whatever it happened, uh, that made divorce common. Yeah, it's marrying someone while you're already married to someone else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, due to divorce laws in the 19th century. So I bet you couldn't get divorced. Yeah. I just kept marrying people. Okay, number 13, assaulting, cutting, or burning clothes. <laughs> Hold on. How do you assault clothing? <laughs> the, Throwing paint on it? The clothes have more rights than... For real! ...than anyone. So, this was a law because fashion trends and materials were highly flammable. Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, number 14, counterfeiting the copper coin. Okay, I understand. I have to Google this next word because I don't know what it is. Clandestine. <laughs> Kept a secret. Okay, clandestine. Number 15 is clandestine marriage. Um, Secret marriages. Because of the passing of Hardwick's Marriage Act of 1753. I'm curious what this is. I'm shocked like nothing's about religion. Yeah. That is very surprising. Okay, so the act mandated Anglican churches, church weddings as marriages only legal Uh, So if you got married outside of a church, you'd go to Australia. Yeah. You're going to Australia, Nicole. (laughs) You've also assaulted your clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number 16, stealing a shroud out of a grave. Uh, Oh, This was because... A corpse was officially not a property, so it couldn't be stolen. (laughs) But just the shroud was? (laughs) I don't know. Number 17, watermen carrying too many passengers on the Thames if any drowned. Oh, my gosh. Number 18, incorrigible ruse. A ruse is like an act, like R- a trick. R O U G E S. Is that ruse? That's rouge. 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 What does that mean? Rouge. Rouge means like blush. Okay. In- incorrigible rouge who. Okay. Number 18. Incor- incorrigible rouge who broke out of prison and persons deprived of capital punishment. So, in- incorrigible. Rouge is anyone that was previously convicted of a rouge or vagabond and resisted apprehension. So basically running from okay. the law. Or escaping. I don't I don't think I typed this right. What the f- <laughs> these, it's also all old English. Yeah, all these laws don't make sense to me. Okay, so the last one, number 19, is imbuing naval stores in certain cases. What does that mean? <laughs> naval stores are all products derived from pine sap. What? And Im- imbuing naval supplies is basically stealing naval stealing supplies. Stealing pine sap? <laughs> no. What? Stealing, it's, hold on. What are naval stores? Naval and then like belly button? No, like like military. Oh, what did you say for pine sap? Did you say something about pine? Yeah, it said naval naval stores. It said it on 19 Crimes website. What is naval it? Naval stores 
is all products derived from pine sap. Yeah. And then you said naval is in military. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so you can't steal All of pine. these don't well, really make sense. You can't steal fish. You, you can't, can't steal, the, like, parts of plants, and you can't steal pine sap. <laughs> no oh, wait, maple wait, syrup wait, wait. for you, children. Sorry, it's not. Naval stores are, are materials including rosin, tall oil, pine oil, and turpentine. Yeah, so it's all stuff from trees. My God. Can't have anything. Nope. And too bad if you're poor. No maple syrup. Don't even look at those fishes in the pond. For real. <laughs> Don't even look at that branch that just fell on the ground. So or that discarded apple. They used uh naval stores to manufacture soap, paint, varnish, shoe polish, linoleum, and roofing material. Ooh. Um on the 19 Crimes website, there's a ton of different people who um, were convicts, and they're featured on all the wine bottles. Like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. He's on one of the, he's on one of the I 19 know, Crimes. I know, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, one of them is Jane Castings. She was caught and convicted for st- receiving stolen goods of cheese and bacon. <laughs> Stop. She's just eating some cheese and bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She trained and paid a group of teenage boys to steal the goods that she requested. She trained them. Dang. Mm-hmm. In 1846, Jane left her husband and children behind and was transported for seven years to Tasmania aboard the Sea Queen. I don't mm. like that they make it sound like a nice cruise ship. Yeah. The Sea Queen. The Sea Queen departs on Sunday. I want to, like, find a ridiculous one. Yeah. Michael Harrington is best known for orchestrating one of the most daring escapes from Australia. Ooh. In 1876, Harrington, along with six others, braved a mass typhoon in nothing more than a tiny rowboat to board an American whaling ship. Wow. In what's now remembered as the... Catalapa Rescue. Nice. Are you on 19 Crimes website? Mm-hmm. Oh, Cornelius Dwyer Kane <clears throat> um, had been a law clerk and I don't know what the other word is, in Ireland. He was transported and was then conditionally pardoned in 1871. But he was forbidden to returning to Ireland, so he was never allowed to reunite with his wife and children. I want some juicy gossip. I was trying to look at Snoop Dogg's. Ew. Anyways, so those are the stories behind... I I didn't know how to um, (laughs) name this episode. So my title for my document is Britain's Bitches. I did see that, and I did not (laughs) understand it. I love it. So I don't know the story behind nineteen crimes. Yeah, or I like think that's perfect. Transportation to Australia. I don't know, but that's the story of it. That's so. That was super interesting. I had, I, I never even thought of why it was nineteen crimes. Yeah, I. It was like one of my favorite wines for a while. I, I mean, there it it is really good wine, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I downloaded the app and somehow I found out about it. 
about it being um, prisoners shipped to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but why? Like I, yeah. I pictured like a Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Esque thing. But no, they just like, and they did the same thing in America, but they, they just went over there and had to work. So that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So don't you dare even think about impersonating an Egyptian. <laughs> I will not. You don't steal any fish from a uh, pond. I'll try. I'll try not to. It's just too tempting. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're that welcome. That was so fun. I want to look up the value of a shilling. The story behind Snoop Dogg's Cali Blanc. 19 crimes turned convicts into colonists. Upon conviction, British rogues guilty of at least one of the 19 crimes were sentenced to live in Australia rather than death. This true story tells the tale of rule breakers who beat the odds, overcame adversity, and went on to become folk heroes in their society. This spirit lives on today through innovators and culture creators like Callie's own Snoop Dogg. A leader in contemporary pop culture, Snoop embodies Snoop. Snoop embodies the timeless values of the 19 crimes rogues who came before him. Okay, so I love Snoop Dogg. I know I do too. Do you want to know how much a shilling was was worth? What, 1850? Yeah, that is equal to the American currency. Yes. So remember, above one shilling is grand larceny. Yeah. And below is petty larceny. Mm -hmm. It's worth 24 cents. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you could steal a quarter if he convicted of grand larceny. A shilling is worth 12 pence, and 20 shillings or 240 pence is worth a pound. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. It was worth 24 cents. Hold on. Okay, what is it? Okay. Today. 24 cents in today's monies. We'll just say eighteen fifty. It's nine dollars and twenty six cents today. No <laughs> way. <laughs> oh my god. So nine dollars and twenty six cents. You steal a ten dollar bill. Oh my bad. gosh. That was crazy. Uh let us know what your what which of the nineteen crimes would you be convicted of, Nicole? Um what do you think? Assaulting clothes. <laughs> um, Mine would be stealing plants. Ooh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably stealing letters because I opened Cody's mail. Ooh, yeah. Um, I accidentally opened my neighbor's mail, like a package for her, uh-huh. because I just assumed that it was mine, so I just ripped it open, right. and it was uh, mouse poison. <laughs> I was like, I did not order this. Oh, God. We do live next to a, the condo communities right next to a ravine. So, like, everyone gets mice except for us. Well, that's nice. Which is, I know, which Probably is super nice. Of Jeremy. Uh, they are um, opportunistic carnivores. Jeremy oh. is the raccoon that I feed. <laughs> I also, did I send you the picture of the deer? Not only do no. I feed Jeremy, Jeremy's my little pet. There's also a deer that come to the backyard, too. Yeah, they just hang out. Oh my goodness. Do your cats not freak out? No, they're used to it now. You know what? It, well, I think because they recognize that like a deer and Jeremy are bigger than them. 
because they freak out for birds and squirrels. Mm -hmm. Except the other day, Gus, like, had the sliding door open, so just the screen was there, and Gus was staring at a squirrel, and the squirrel jumped at the screen, and he, like, yelled at him. He was like, let me eat my seeds in peace. I hate squirrels. Squirrels are, yeah, squirrels can be vicious. So. Now my cats are scaredy cats. No, they know that they can't take I on a deer. I stopped recording. How did I stop recording? When did you stop recording? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. This okay. is Marsha P. Johnson. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. Let us know what 19 crime you would get sent to Australia for. You can follow us and message us on Facebook at Aesthetically Displeasing, on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod, and you can email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. All right. Bye, guys.